1: I'm really excited to be joined by osteoarthritis researcher and physical therapist, Dr. Daniel White. So, Dr. White, I'd like to start with the million-dollar question. Whether we are just starting to notice some joint pain or if we've lived with it for decades, what can we do to extend the life of our joints for as long as possible?
2: The short answer is that uh, you want to move, that Uh, Moving is a key part uh, and key treatment that is recommended for uh, osteoarthritis uh, or arthritis uh, in general. There are countless studies that I won't bore you with uh, that support this, and it is a treatment guideline that is recommended throughout the disease course so not only people who first start to notice their joints being a little stiff or starting to hurt in the morning it's from there all the way up to before you're like i i okay, can't it's time for a joint replacement it's still recommended to move and do that as much as you possibly can so i hope that answers your question but time to move
1: A lot of us have heard the phrase, motion is uh, lotion. So that's kind of essentially what you're saying. So the more you're moving, the more you're lubricating the joint, the more you're kind of eliminating stiffness and maybe some pain. But how do we know when to rest? So that was a big question for me with my patients was, well, when should I push through the pain and just get up and do my walking and do my exercise? And when should I say, okay, really listen to your body and just... Take a breather today.
2: Now I'm just gonna start to answer that with what you ended with, and that is listen to your body. Uh, we are not saying, you know, push through the pain and no no pain, no gain, or pain's weakness leaving the body. No, it it listen to your body, but know that when you first start moving, it's gonna hurt for a little bit. And if you're really nervous about moving, as many people with osteoarthritis or arthritis are, consider meeting with somebody like a physical therapist or a personal trainer or even attending an exercise class. There's exercise classes for people with arthritis that can help ease you into this. Again, listen to your body. It's very important to do that. We'll be back after a quick break.
1: So when is it time to go see a physical
2: therapist? Sooner than later is the key thing. Typically, physical therapists see people when they have major problems with their mobility or they have severe pain. PTs are super trained at helping people before they even get to that stage. So helping people that notice They're starting to go downhill a little bit, whether it's with their pain or getting around, and they want to stop that slide. Starting, going, and seeking out a PT at that point is absolutely appropriate. I'd like to also add, if you have arthritis and you're really nervous about starting an exercise program, it's okay. Go see your PT. They are super educated with giving you exercises that are going to work, and are not going to hurt you and you're going to be successful with.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about like specific ways physical therapists can help you?
2: there is about a third of people with arthritis in their knees who have uh, what's called this fear of movement. They're uh, fearful that, you know, they're going to make things worse. It can be quite uh, disabling because you know you can do more, but you don't want to hurt things. And what a physical therapist will do is identify these are safe things you can do, and this is where you can step on the gas a little bit and push yourself. And these are things that you don't want to do or you want to avoid. And here are situations where you want to to be careful and monitor how you're doing. Now, the best thing about PT, it's not like you only see them once and then you're done. They'll see you multiple times and most insurance carriers pay for PT. Uh, So this is a conversation rather than a one-stop place uh, you can go to.
1: One of the things I find really fascinating about your research is your work talking about walking and 6,000 steps.
2: Yes. A couple of years ago, uh, we published a paper trying to understand, well, how many steps per day do you need to be healthy and to ward off some of the things that uh, osteoarthritis uh, causes? There's numbers associated with healthy blood pressure, a normal temperature. And we said, well, shouldn't there be a number for steps? And the short answer is we found around 6,000 steps per day to be a healthy number for people to go to. Now, that doesn't mean you stop <laughs> once you get to 6,000, you can keep going beyond that and you will continue to reap even more health benefits. But as a goal, 6,000 is a good number to go after. I also like to add for those who are just starting out. So maybe you're listening to this podcast now and you're like, Dan, I walk like a thousand steps per day, or I don't even know how many steps it is, but it's going to be low. So two things you can do. One, you can get yourself a pedometer or get an Apple Watch or Fitbit that will count your steps. And two, work towards the first number we found is 3,000 to be a, a good starting point reference point to get to and that really doesn't require much effort and then from there you work to the to the six thousand uh, steps per day how you get to there it really doesn't matter uh, you can do it throughout the day you can do it in chunks however it fits whatever you think is going to make you most successful and uh, we've since learned uh, from publishing that study uh, almost eight years ago, that it's not only is steps helpful for people with arthritis, but just your health in general. It wards off uh, cardiovascular disease and prevents uh, premature death. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, it is a it's a pretty big thing. So, putting one foot in front of the other, getting those steps, having a way of counting them, uh, highly effective and a very healthy thing to do. So
1: clearly, exercise is really important over the long term to keep your joint mobility and stay healthy. How about treatments in the short term? So when you are feeling those aches and pains.
2: If you were to take the analogy of a meal, Your main dish is going to be the exercise. You want to have that and you want to spend your time on that main dish. But then you have side dishes. The side dishes are going to be things that are helpful uh, but aren't going to be the main thing you're focused on. So these things considered to be probably helpful, but there's not a lot of evidence around them. So things like the compression wrapping, icing, using heat, anything you think that will be helpful uh, to help accompany you to uh, reduce your pain and keep you exercising. Uh, this also includes the topical treatments, uh, whether they're creams, uh, whether they're, typically they're topical NSAIDs or non uh, anti-inflammatory agents. These are conditionally recommended. So again, there's not a lot of evidence but there's uh, enough to say we conditionally support this uh, as a treatment. So again, not the main dish, it's a side dish. You want to make sure you have that main dish and be moving, and hopefully the, health, the side dishes will uh, fill you up. So I have a
1: question just in terms of what we can do if we've suffered an injury or a fall okay, I've fallen, I've injured the joint, and so at some point, I'm going to have osteoarthritis.
2: I think for those people who are predisposed to having osteoarthritis, the first thing to do is to recognize you are at more risk. Unfortunately, that's the case. And the main risk factor for osteoarthritis is weight. And Preventing weight gain is a very effective strategy to reduce your risk for having osteoarthritis. So I'm not talking about losing weight, but preventing excess gain. Not to sound like a broken record, but the exercise is a very healthy way to help you stabilize uh, your weight. So finding something you enjoy and help staying active to maintain that healthy weight are really two key things uh, that you can do uh, at those early stages where one is doesn't yet have osteoarthritis but is predisposed to this.
1: We sometimes fixate on the exercises that the physical therapist has prescribed for us or, you know, doing a certain type of activity. And you just sort of said, whatever it is that makes you move. So can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, that's a great point. So, on WebMD, you had Dan Lieberman uh, talk about his exercise book uh, on on the last podcast. And a key part of that book is talking about how do we have people maintain or stay active. And it's, and no one's going to be really surprised, it's not the exercises that uh, are typically prescribed that people are most excited about. And there's a whole movement uh, in behavioral change of identifying things you enjoy doing and just trying to do them more, whether this is bowling or whether it's going for a walk with friends or whether it's going out shopping. Maybe that's not the most cost-effective way, but (laughs) nevertheless, for your health, walking the mall. I mean, if you enjoy doing that, that is activity and that is definitely beneficial for your health.
1: Anything else that um, you think is a key key message that people should know if they're trying to live with the joint pain and prevent it from getting worse?
2: Yeah, I, I think... Um uh, the, the last analogy, which I'm sure people are just rolling their eyes at this point, but is you want to try to stay on the horse as long as possible. That exercise horse, just try to stay on it as long as possible and know when it's the right time for you to have a joint replacement. There is a, a window of opportunity and optimization. Typically, it's people take that too early, and, but it is possible to have it too late, but you know, figuring out by leveraging the activity and being active, trying to delay that replacement as long as possible, staying on that horse, that's key. And then you'll know when it's time to have uh, a joint replacement, which is the definitive treatment for uh, arthritis.
1: That is so helpful. Thank you so much, Dr. White. It was so great talking
2: to you. Great. Thank you for having me here.
1: This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in.